Welcome to the Running After 40 podcast, the podcast about all things related to running at 40 and beyond, produced by www.runningwithgrit.com. We help you stay physically healthy and emotionally strong at any running pace. I'm Sarah, your host, and a wife, a full-time working mom with three kids, three dogs, and a lifetime passion for running. Whether you are a veteran runner looking to maximize your times as a master runner or a brand new jogger starting in your 40s, 50s, or any age, this podcast will be there for your journey. I want to share stories, secrets, and strategies for success. This includes mistakes and lessons learned, all related to running past age 40. Let's hit the play button together and hit the roads as runners with grit after age 40. Hey guys, welcome to the Running After Age 40 podcast. This is episode number 81 entitled Unraveling Triggers, How They Impact Running and Life. This episode actually was inspired because I had a contact lens infection. And so all week I've had to wear my eyeglasses and I don't do that very often. Uh, I've worn contacts since, you know, I was a tiny like third grader probably. Uh, So when I put my glasses on, it usually signals to me that it's the end of the day. You know, maybe I'm going to do some reading, watch TV, relax, whatever it might be, but like that my day is over. So I had to wear my glasses, obviously, throughout the day this week. And I'll tell you, I immediately just felt lethargic, like it was time to go sit in the bed, like I wanted to go to a dark room. I It was almost uncanny. I can't even really describe it to you. And it took a couple of days because I thought, geez, am I actually sick? Like, why do I feel so tired? And then I realized it was the trigger of putting on my eyeglasses that made me feel like it was evening time, even though, you know, it was in the morning. uh, And it just signaled to my body that it was like I was done for the day. So that doesn't have anything to do with running, but we will apply the science of triggers to our running, to our health, to our fitness. And it definitely just goes with the whole energy, which, you know, the whole premise behind the Running After Age 40 podcast is try to make all of us as energetic and positive and uh, keep us running, you know, in our 40s and beyond. So what exactly is a trigger? A trigger is any kind of stimulus or cue A lot of times in the literature, you'll see it, you know, referred to as a cue in your environment that elicits some kind of a response or a reaction. Often it's subconscious, okay? So it can be an external, like it can be a sight or a sound. For me, it was putting on my glasses, or it can be an internal. So you can be internally triggered with an emotion or a thought. What happens when you encounter these triggers is that your brain's limbic system is activated. Neurotransmitters are all released. Uh, one example would be a dope would be dopamine. Uh, dopamine would be a positive thing coming out. So if you had a trigger like I talked about the cold, you know, cold ice baths, if you do that and trigger different cold water proteins, then you get more release of dopamine. Uh, We can have positive triggers and then we can have negative triggers. So in my case, again, the eyeglasses was a trigger that actually affected me negatively because it reduced my energy. Uh, But triggers play this huge, huge uh, role in our running, in our habits. It's all this cue 
return routine routine sorry routine reward loop and that's actually in uh different books atomic habits is one there's also another book about habits that they talk about this whole cue routine reward loop i don't know why that's hard to say guys sorry uh and triggers all initiate our habits by signaling our brain to perform specific action so another example for you know in my case maybe you can relate to something like this is my evening trigger is that you know i'm done with work for the day with actual calls i might do you know some emails and some different things but uh you know the trigger for me at that time is to relax you know maybe it's to have a glass of wine to have a lot of times i have dark peanut butter cups, you know, and that it, and like, it just is a trigger for me that I do, I don't usually crave anything like that during the day, but in the evening I would. And I was thinking about that particular one, my dogs, the trigger for them is that like literally if I open the drawer for where the peanut butter cups are, if I just open the drawer, that's their trigger that they're ready for their peanut butter. Uh, It's pretty funny actually. So it's a perfect example of just not just humans, but the dogs and how they are triggered. So as far as running goes, so where, what does this even, you might be like, Sarah, what does this have anything to do with my running? So much. So some sample triggers or cues for running that, you know, I'll point out some, but I want you to think about your own. So I'm going to give you some for examples. So one would be putting on new shoes. And the whole idea with putting on a new shoes, a couple, it can trigger a couple things. It can be more apt, you know, you're going to be excited to go for a run because they're cushioned because you have new shoes and they just feel good. So just the fact that they're new, you're already thinking to yourself, these are going to feel good and my feet are going to feel better. But they also look good. They look clean and white, so you just feel good, and you got a little extra spring in your step. Same with something extra, like maybe you got a new tank top or a new pair of shorts, and so that trigger is the outfit, and it just spurs you on. It just makes you feel a little bit different inside when you put that on. Uh, Sunglasses would be another example. You put those on, and the trigger that you're going to have is you're going to be protected from the sun. Maybe you're going to be more, you know, you're going to trigger yourself, and you're going to think, hey, it's going to be a sunny day. Like the day I'm in a good mood because the sun's going to be shining. I need my sunglasses today. So obviously, you're putting the sunglasses on to break yourself, you know, block from the sun. But it's also like can elicit this emotional response that you don't even think of at the time. But the fact that you need sunglasses can make you a little bit happier because the sun's going to be shining. So I want you to just think, like, what are the triggers when I'm getting ready to run in the morning? Maybe it's an annoying trigger. Like, I put on a sock this morning, and it was had a hole in it, and it just kind of triggered a negative response in me. Like, uh, you know, I'm going to have to find another one. Like, annoying little things like that, are you letting those kind of triggers actually bring you down, or are you just dealing with them and moving on? Because we can certainly uh, get in a state where, you know, if you overslept, that would be a trigger where it could, you know, negatively affect your running because you might just skip it because you're going to say, I don't have enough time to do the complete run. So I'm going to skip it. So think about things like that. Uh, We have emotional triggers from past experiences. That's how 
you know, we continue to build these and it can be intense. So an example for this one is a lot of us have, you know, we finish our runs, let's say in our neighborhood and maybe you'll, you have that hill at the end of your neighborhood or midway through your run. And that let's say it's at the end where you usually feel, you know, oh my gosh, I got to get finished, but I'm almost done. But you know, it's a time where you feel quite tired. What would be interesting is if you mix it up and you do that hill at the beginning, what you'll find is a lot of times you actually feel tired even though you just started because it's your trigger. Like you're used to that hill at the end. So your body's like, oh, almost done because you know you see it uh, and it immediately triggers your body to think that you're at the end of the run and that you're tired. And, you know, again, you're almost done, but uh, it's, you know, you could actually just be beginning. So hopefully I'm making sense when I'm pointing that out. But just think about all the triggers on a regular run that you could have. It might be a specific race. Maybe you had a great experience at a race or you had a not so great experience. And so your trigger could be positive or negative. Uh, so if you had a bad race somewhere and then you're like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to go do that one again. The, the, the things that you see on the race course can actually trigger you and you're going to be more apt to have a negative experience unless you break those triggers. So now you're going to ask, you know, how can I possibly break those triggers? I had such a bad experience the last time or that hill is such a killer on my run. Uh, well, what you want to do is you want to try to mix up the things that were before that. So if it's specific to your race, change your pre-race routine. Uh, so completely mix it up. If you usually have, I mean, normally people would tell you not to do this, but maybe mix up what you have for breakfast. Switch the song that you listen to before, even if you have a specific one that you usually listen to before races. If you had a negative experience on a specific course, Figure out a way to flip it so, you know, maybe you wear a different pair of shoes. Don't wear brand new pair of shoes, um, for, you know, at a race, but you get what I'm saying. A different race outfit that you normally would, like something else. A great one is run a different distance. So if you had a bad experience at the 10K and you have to do that race again uh, and you're just worried about it, do the 5K instead or do the half marathon so you can break that trigger and try to switch up the experience you had before. Uh, same with, you know, running the routes around your neighborhood. See if you can flip it and do it a different direction, change up again. Songs are a big trigger for us. So right now I'm on this Taylor Swift kick after we went to the concert. So a lot of times in the morning to get myself jazzed up, I listen to Taylor Swift. Uh, so if, you know, if it started to make me feel lethargic or negative, uh, I would flip that and listen to something else for a while to just flip that in my mind. So if you think think about it, you got to identify, you got to identify what triggers do you have that are resulting in positive habits or positive experiences. For me, it'd be Taylor Swift. It'd be having a cup of coffee in the morning. Uh, I'm on the way to my run and I have this really weird, you know, quirk where I have it in this special cup. Those are all my triggers that I'm going to exercise and it's going to be a success and I'm going to be ready to start my day. For the negative ones, you know, like my glasses, I'm going to have to figure it out. So maybe I stay dressed longer. I don't put on, you know, my comfortable clothes, whatever. Uh, so I'm less apt to be lethargic at night. Uh, so again, it's all about figuring out what are your positive triggers 
and what are your negative triggers. So some more examples I'm going to give you guys. So a positive trigger would be having a bowl of apples out on the counter because you're going to see it. You're going to be more apt to, you know, grab an apple uh, and, you know, eat it and then feel really good. A negative trigger would be, you know, someone brings a big thing of cookies into the office and puts it on the middle table. That's going to be a trigger. Everybody else socially eating them is going to be another trigger. That's a double whammy. It's going to be pretty difficult. Not saying you can't have a cookie, but uh, I'm just saying it's going to be a trigger to, you know, probably make less optimal food choices than you would have otherwise. Some other positive triggers would be, you know, putting out your clothes. That's why they always do say, like, lay out your running clothes, you know, the night before. And it's not just one of those things that is, you know, so that you're apt to run. There's actually a physiology behind it that that's your trigger. And if you don't have to think about it, you're more apt to do the habit because it's just this automatic cycle. Uh, Another positive trigger would be think about how you feel if you drive through, like, a really beautiful park. You actually can picture yourself. You can visualize yourself like hiking or running through there because it is so pretty. So a positive trigger would be a a really pretty, beautiful place to run. So a great way to just, if you're having trouble, you're struggling with maintaining your fitness regimen, get in a car and drive somewhere that has positive scenery, especially if it's hot in summer, uh, you know, get in somewhere shaded so that the positive trigger is, well, uh, I'm going to be in the shade, so I'm going to be cooler. You're automatically going to feel cooler. Just trust me on that. Uh, negative triggers would be things like binge watching on Netflix because, you know, the trigger is that you can just hit next episode and it's so easy. Uh, so you kind of got to break that size that uh, cycle up a little bit if you can make yourself do something in between because otherwise like Netflix they're they're smart guys they know how to trigger us so it's so easy Uh, remember that you know we're gonna be even though we try our best to be determined and motivated and all these things ultimately we're humans and we're always going to choose the path of least resistance and go with the easiest thing so netflix again the reason that they do so well is because it's so easy to just watch the next episode you don't even have to touch a button uh so the cue is just like oh like i'm relaxed and it's easy and it just goes to the next one for us uh so anyhow i as far as you know, habits, stacking and triggers. Like if you find an existing uh, trigger really works for you, maybe you're excellent meditating or you have a really good evening routine, add something to that trigger. So, uh, you know, an example would be if you've already got your nighttime routine, add 10, 10 pages of a book to that. And then your trigger is, you know, you put on your pajamas, you take, you know, put your glasses on and then you read 10 pages of a book. So whatever your trigger is that triggers you to read the 10 pages of a book. Another thing that you can do is say, okay, you know, I'm gonna uh, have, you know, my dessert while I read a book. You know, I know that they say that not read or eat at the same time, but whatever, we're not perfect, right? So like your trigger is going to be, well, if I do this, then I'm also going to read, you know, if I, if I do, uh, read my 10 pages of the book, I'm also going to get to have this extra treat, something like that. You're training your body with these triggers. Uh, 
you know, think about how you feel when you start your watch for a run. Like, what does that trigger you to feel? Do you feel good if you're tracking your miles or does it make you anxious because you're tracking your miles? If it makes you feel really anxious, just track your time and not your distance. So think about that too. Like, how do you feel emotionally with some of the triggers related to your running, Uh, especially things like timing, you know, if you have an Apple Watch or a Garmin or whatever uh, device that you have. Uh, you know, how does that make you feel? And then the last trigger I'm going to talk about, I'm going to keep this brief because I've done episodes. I'll probably do another one soon because I think it's so, so important. But social triggers. So who you're surrounding yourself with. Social cues, peer pressure, social norms and running. Are you surrounding yourself with people that also want to be fit, want to be healthy, want to run in their 40s and beyond? Uh, Because if you are, then most likely you're going to have positive decisions and actions related to the health and fitness and the person that you want to be. If you're not, I'm not saying you can't be friends with those people, but just watch watch it, watch how you feel and see how it triggers you because those social cues, social context is huge. So that's really it. I want, you know, I wanted to do this episode right away just because I think introspection about what triggers us. All of us are so different, but triggers are so powerful and they shape our habits and our daily routines more than anything. So if we understand them and we can identify them, then we can harness their potential. We can make positive change. We can lead more intentional and mindful lives and just be better, happier runners. So thank you for joining me on this journey of unraveling triggers. This was a really exciting one for me. I'm just going to be more self-aware for the triggers in my own life, and I hope you are too. Take care. Happy running. Thanks for listening to the Running After Age 40 podcast. If you like the show, please be sure to rate and give us a like in iTunes. Also, check out our website, www.runningwithgrit.com for all things related to running over the age of 40. We have a special gift guide up for the holidays on the site designed to share stocking stuffer ideas and gifts for runners at pretty much every price. Thanks for listening.